shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to episode 12 of the Human Hope Podcast with your host, Carlos and with the Smash Bocabello, or Los for short. Friends, we back 12. We're almost a teenager in podcast episode land. Almost. We're preteens, which means we're going to be getting a little awkward today. Yes, we're going to be talking about, well, before I tell you what we're going to be talking about, let me tell you who our guest is, who our expert guest is, my wife. Heather Barcume, which is what I knew her as when I met her. I mean, what a cool name is that, Barcume? That's a cool name. She was 18 years old when I met her. And when we started figuring, we've been together almost 25 years total since we've been dating. 21 years next week is our our wedding anniversary. So, I mean, we we just thought, you know, weddings, wedding anniversary, marriage anniversary is coming up. Let's uh, let's talk about relationships. Let's talk about communication. Let's talk about the highs and the lows and all the things, whatever relationship you're in with a boyfriend, with a girlfriend, with a spouse. Um, I think that today's conversation is going to help you. She is, she is so wise. Uh, you guys already know, like the, the more you hear from her, the more you realize, actually, Carlos gets all his content from her because she is so wise. She is so smart. She's everything that I need her to be and everything that you need her to be. So we're going to be diving into that. And, you know, just just so you guys know, like, yeah, we made it 21 years, but we almost didn't. Separated, moved out the house, lost my family, lost my marriage about 10 years ago. So so we've been through it, but we're still here. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I promise you the the truth bombs that Heather throws your way today is uh, I, I believe a lot of it is going to be relationship saving. So please, please, please do something for me. Um, maybe even right now before you start listening to the podcast, let people know that today's the day. Today's the day. If you know somebody whose marriage is falling apart, relationship is falling apart, who um, who maybe, maybe they've been the victim of some really horrible behavior by their significant other that's left them wounded and doubting, their self-worth, today is the episode for them. Or it could be the episode for you. Uh, but I'm excited. I'm excited we we uh, we went there. And um, it's it's just good. It's so good. I got, I got something real quick. Ready? Could everybody on planet Earth stop being so freaking grumpy? Huh? Just stop being so grumpy. Like we've hit the point in the pandemic where people are just mad about everything. I'm just gonna be mad about this, mad about that. I um, you know, I I posted a picture of my 80 year old father and 69 year old mother. Yeah, he robbed the cradle. 
um, at church and I said, look, my fully vaccinated parents. And I was saying that because my mom had COVID. She almost died and my dad's 80 and I'm excited that they got the vaccine. Whatever. I share everything about my life. And I had people coming up on me going like, um, we really don't care about your parents' personal medical uh, information. I'm like, wait, wait, yes, you do. Y'all care about everyone's medical. You care that my wife broke her wrist, right? You, you cared a whole lot about that. That was personal medical record stuff. But what they, what they meant to say, what they wanted to say, but they just didn't want to say it because they were too chicken, was don't tell me I need to be vaccinated, which I didn't. I just was happy that my parents did. But everyone's so grumpy. Hey, Mr. Grumpy Pants, Miss Grumpy Pants, loosen, lo- loosen up the grumpy pantsness. Let's, let, 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 let's get them off. Let's loosen up the belt. Let's do what we need to do in order to finally relax. Hey, can we just do this with me? Ready? Everybody take a deep breath. I don't care if you're driving, you're walking, whatever it is. When I count to three, you're going to take, take a deep breath and you're not going to let it out until I tell you. Ready? Three, two, one, breathe in. Okay, don't let it out yet. Don't let it out. Okay, let it out. You know, honestly, I I, I want to do something. I want you to feel what it's going to feel like when you stop being Mr. Grumpy Pants and Mrs. Grumpy Pants, okay? Because right now, all the Grumpy Pants are holding their breath. And everyone's like, rawr. And I'm here to tell you that's not the way. It's not the way. It's not what we need to be doing. And if you don't know what it's going to feel like when you finally stop being Mr. and Mrs. Grumpy Pants, let me show you. This is what I want you to do. I want you to hold your breath as long as you can. Actually, not just, just if you can do it safely for 20 seconds, do it. Ready, set, go. Don't breathe. Don't breathe. Don't breathe. Still not breathing. Don't breathe. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't. Nope. Nope. Don't. Don't do it. Ready? Three, two, one. Let it out. Now take a deep breath in. That breath, that one right there, the last one that you took, that's what it's going to feel like when everybody relaxes. When everybody stops being Mr. and Mrs. Grumpy Pants. When everybody stops like policing everybody else on the internet. You're going to feel breath in your lungs like you haven't felt in a long time. You know, when I um, first moved to Nashville, I developed adult onset asthma. I never had an asthma in my entire life. I move here and within, I don't know, two weeks, Heather's like, babe, every single night you sound like Darth Vader. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you're like, she's like, you're breathing so heavy. Like I can hear you breathe. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, I think you have asthma. I was like, man, I ain't got no asthma. I've never had asthma my whole life. She's like, no, you have asthma. Then the next night she recorded me. And I was like, literally, it was horrible. So I freaked out and I ran to an allergist. I didn't really run to one. I just got my minivan and I went to one. RIP minivan, by the way, I finally sold it. So I get to the allergist and he's like, let me, uh, let me do an allergy test on you. I said, okay. My wife says, I said, I feel fine. Actually, like I feel fine. I feel like I can breathe. I mean, I heard it, but it's weird because like I, I, I'm exercising, I'm, I'm running, I'm doing all the things. I feel fine. He goes, okay, that's fine. He said, take off your shirt. So I took off my shirt, made the man stumble because I'm telling you, I'm a specimen when I take my shirt off. Just kidding. And what they do on allergy tests is they actually poke your back. They draw little circles like they draw a circle and they say, it says horse. They draw a little circle. It says ragweed. Draw a little circle. It says oak, right? And so they, they have all the different allergens in this area as I can't breathe, as I'm telling the story. And they, they prick you in the little circles. And if what looks like a mosquito bite forms on your back, then you're allergic to that. So I was like, sweet. So, so he circles, I don't know, like 20 circles. And he starts pricking. Then he's like, I'll be back in five minutes. He comes back in about three minutes. And he asked me to turn around. Now, no, mind you, my back feels on fire after he does this. I'm like wanting to scratch, but you know, like you can't scratch. And I don't want to scratch because I don't want to rub all the, it was like the most miserable three minutes of my life. Homeboy doctor comes back in and he asked me to turn around and he goes, oh my God. I was like, excuse me? He goes, hold on one second. And he goes and he gets like three other nurses and somebody else and they all walk in and they start gasping. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh my God. Wow. I've never seen this before. And I, I asked him what the heck was happening. 
and he took his phone and he took a picture and my entire back was completely one humongous mosquito bite. Look, it was like the whole thing was swollen. He goes, son, I've never seen anybody like this before. I go, what do you mean? He goes, normally people come in here and I can tell them what they're allergic to. You are allergic to Tennessee. That's what he said. He said, he's like, you're just allergic to everything here. There's nothing you're not allergic to. And I'm like, oh my gosh. He's like, so let, let, let's do a, a lung test. So then he has me breathe into this blowing machine, lung machine. I blow as hard as I can. He goes, you're only using 60% of your lung capacity. I was like, what are you talking about? I feel fine. He goes, I know it's because this has been a slow ramp up a few weeks. So you've been slowly losing your breath every day. You just haven't known it. Mm, that'll preach. So then he hands me an inhaler. I've never tried one before. He has me shake it up. I take a hit. <sighs> then I take a breath. <sighs> and the breath felt just like that breath that I asked you guys to take after you held your breath. And honestly, I kind of freaked out a little bit because I didn't even know that I was suffocating. I didn't even know that I wasn't breathing. And how many of us, Mr. Mr. Grumpy Pants, how many of us are just so angry and we, we don't even know what the last year and a half has done to us, but we've slowly but surely lost our breath and now we're only breathing at 60% lung capacity. And I'm here to tell you, when you finally step into taking that deep breath and feeling the air fill your lungs again, because you finally have hope, that's what I'm here to do for you, is to give you that breath. And I'm telling you, that breath is close. Now, today specifically, we're going to be talking about the breadth of relationship. And we're going to be talking some heavy stuff. You guys, I asked on Instagram for your questions. And I'm telling you, 99.9% .9 of these questions are not light, fluffy things. So Heather and I had to take it upon ourselves to talk about some more, you know, lighthearted things. We, we got into the deep stuff, but we also gave you guys not only advice on the hard things, but give you guys advice on the silly things, how to be whimsical in your marriage, how to be whimsical in your relationships with your boyfriends or your girlfriends or whoever it is, because fun matters. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop because I'm going to steal some things that I'm going to say in a second. Um, I want you guys to take some notes again. I, I'm like the note guy. I want you guys to constantly take notes on the podcast, but I would love for you guys to, I don't know, give my wife a round of applause. Ladies and gentlemen, my conversation with my beautiful wife, Heather Whitaker, at Whitfarm2Ts on Instagram. Here you guys go. Take it away. I was born July 16th. No, oh, babe, this is a relationship podcast, not a... Oh, you said start from the beginning. That's when our relationship started, because that's when I was born. It did. It started uh, at the bottom... Now we're here. Have we really only been recording for two minutes and 28 oh seconds? Gosh. Feels like something's not right. got this for an hour? Is that how long? No. God, no. 40 minutes. Same thing. Um, so <laughs> That's actually funny because that's the story of our marriage right there. What? I always round up and you always make it lower than it really is. That is. That is. There's little quirks in 21 years. We're going to be celebrating 21 years of marriage. May 27th. How many Memorial Day anniversaries are out there? Yeah, who, who out there has been married? Our best friends um, also got married this weekend. It's a great weekend to get married in America, if you're listening to this in America. Especially when you work a nine to five, because then you have a three-day Yeah, and we, we kind of needed, well, I guess it really didn't matter it for didn't us, because I worked have, at a church. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's it's we're coming up on 21 years. You know, <laughs> first of all, that's a long time. It for, is. I was so excited when we hit five years, because I felt like we were officially married. Yeah. It's like, oh man, we're five years. Like, man, like, we, we know what marriage let's is. Let's teach the marriage seminar. Why aren't people <laughs> asking us to do this? Um, and then you kind of, honestly, you kind of limp your way into. We did. We maybe not everyone. Not everyone, but I think everyone does limp their way into certain years. Sure. Um, we happen to limp our way into year. What what year did we limp? Were we really limping? one through fifteen? <laughs> one through fifteen. I don't know if year uh, one wasn't that bad. <laughs> Year, year, was year one that bad? It wasn't terrible. No. It just wasn't thriving. No, definitely wasn't thriving. We, we started thriving at 15. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're here to let you guys know that that doesn't have to be your yes story. Yes, and amen. That doesn't have to be your story. We, um, we, we, we've got a bunch of questions from you guys that we're going to answer um, in a little bit. But before we hop in there, let's just talk about our 21 years for a second. Sure. Let's rewind. I was in college in... Uh, 
Rome, Georgia at a school called Berry College in 1996. And I got expelled. That's a, <laughs> that's a different story for a different day. And so I moved to Fresno where my parents lived, Fresno, California. And Heather was living, in, had grown up in Fresno, right? Sure did. How, how long had you, have you been in Fresno? Uh, I think we moved there when I was six. So, I mean, all that I could remember, basically. Yeah. So Fre- Fresno was home. Fresno, Fres, yes. Fresno, Fres, yes. And so my, my parents had just moved there uh, from Atlanta. I, I was born in L.A., but uh, whatever. You don't care about that. No. So we're... Um, At the time, I am 18. You are 18. I am working up on a ski mountain, and I'm living my best years. Like, it literally was that, like... I look back on that e- that year, my 18th year, as like, that was glory. Yeah, it, it was. You, it was so fun. You were free. You were mm-hmm. k- kind of halfway living on a mountain. You mm-hmm. were snowboarding every day. You mm-hmm. were hanging out with a bunch of boys. Mm-hmm. So fun. <laughs> and so I moved to Fresno and um, I make friends. I don't have any friends. I'm, I'm only there a few months by this point and I make friends with um, with a guy that worked, that worked at a gym that I worked out at. Um, and he, we became friends. He's like my only friend. So he tells me one day, wait, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yep. No, no, no. Oh gosh. Okay. No, 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 no. This let's is go. how let, we've always told I know. story. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go back to you working on a mountain. Okay. I'm, I'm only living there for a few months and I invite some of my oh, friends, um, from, from Georgia to come visit because, or from my old college I was expelled from. So they come visit and we're like, hey, there's a ski resort. Like how far was it for an hour? An hour. An hour from me. Let's go skiing. Uh-oh. Now take it, you know, I was raised in Atlanta and the, you just don't ski if you're raised in Atlanta. So me and my friends, Ramu and Eric, we'd never, we'd, we'd never skied together, barely skied alone. So my mom like finds like my ski bib from seventh grade that she bought when I went on a church ski trip somewhere. Right. Blue. Yeah, bright light, like light blue. And then I squeeze into that. And then like, I think we scotch guarded Ramu's jeans. And, you know, we were definitely rookies. So we go up to the mountain. And Meanwhile, this is the height of snowboarding. Like it was new, burnt baggy clothes. Like we're talking ni- the end of the 90s. Like yeah. it is full on. You don't wear ski bibs. Yeah, yeah. Definitely you're not wearing ski bibs. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. I mean, we were dumb and dumber. Like we look like like dumb and dumber <laughs> ski bib. So we're up there. <clears throat> You know, there's this really hot chick working the ski lift, and hey. and we all start flirting with her. Uh, hot chick working the ski lift, and I did this thing with um, just my time. So I was just checking tickets, and I would check tickets at a um, which I did this because it allowed me to get onto the mountain and ski the most out of any job on the mountain. That's why you wanted, to which work. is why I worked it. Uh huh, and so. I would stand at the lift and I would, there was like a line, you know, you stand in your Disneyland kind of rows and I would try to remember everyone's name. And I worked on a run where everyone, um, like it was a little more advanced. So I wasn't getting newbies all the time. It was kind of consistent people coming up. And so I remember I would just go down the line and people would love it. And my bosses would love it. And insert Carlos's. Yeah. So then, then we walk it, we, we walk, we stumble into the line. And you're still stumbling. That's where you fall every time I know, we go skiing. Still, like even the last time we went skiing a couple weeks ago, I fell in the lift line. I don't fall anywhere <laughs> else. I fall. In so we we and you know we're like, wow, look at this. She's she's good looking. So of course we all as three strapping eighteen and or eighteen to twenty year olds, twenty one. Maybe I was actually older. You were older because yeah, you're like twenty two. I was yeah. twenty two. Um, I was eighteen. Yeah, you were eighteen. Well, we start flirting and she does her game where she remembers our names. And we're like, we're going to go up the ski lift over and over again. So we keep going down to, re- and all she would do is she would remember my friend Ramu's name. How could you well, forget Ramu? How can you Ramu? forget that? Yeah. But she definitely didn't remember Carlos or Eric. And Ramu was like, I won. She likes me. Now, She that what is that actually going to do? Because he lives in Atlanta and um, we left the mountain. It was fun. We flirted with this cute snowboard girl. Well, Eric and Ramu leave back to Georgia and I can't remember if it was a couple weeks later, but I remember <clears throat> I was at church. Again, it was a new church I was a part of, just moving to Fresno. And I saw the snowboard chick. I saw hey. I saw the hot snow. And I was like, oh my gosh. 
she goes to church. So immediately I didn't text them because that didn't exist at the time. I mean, maybe I beeped them and I was like, call me back. They call me back and I was like, guys, you lose because snowboard chick goes to my church. Then I saw you uh, because I was expelled at Fresno City College. Uh, so I had to kind of start school over again after four years um, of, of great partying and memories at Barry College. Um, and so I'm like, oh my gosh, snowboard chick is at my, so I kept seeing you everywhere. Everywhere. And then I don't remember him. Yeah. No, she never any ever. of the places. Yeah. Yeah. Never, never saw me in any places. Of course, it's even not, the snow mountain. I don't remember. You. No, of course not. You were seeing a lot of people. I'm not, of course, I'm not that memorable. I'll have therapy you after this. Are, I love but you. I call my friends. I'm like, snowboard chick works there. And then, uh, excuse me, it goes to my church and goes to the community college I'm going to. Then my friend, now we can fast forward to my friend. Yes, John, who works at the gym. Who works at the gym and yeah. he's having um, problems with his girlfriend. And right. he's like, hey, can can you come meet me at a, at a coffee shop with my girlfriend? We're having problems. We don't want to fight, which was just a weird it's conversation. So weird. That, that and I didn't happened. think twice about it back then. I was like, yeah. cool, I'll Did go she tell you. you the same thing? Oh, yeah. John and I, we want to get together, but we don't want to fight. So we're both going to invite somebody. Yeah. So whatever. We were. So anyway, I show up and it's snowboard chick. You. Mm-hmm. You are and I was, because I'd been seeing you everywhere already, and because like I'd fallen in love with you on a mountain, I was way farther along this relationship oh. path than you were. On top of the fact that you are always all in and I'm more reserved. Yeah. So add that to the fact that I'm 18. He is 22. Two. 22. He has gone through college played the flirting game. I literally had one boyfriend in high school for three years. I dated one boy on the mountain. And then here's Carlos. So I don't have this like flirty game that Carlos is <laughs> um, really good at. advanced in. And so we're standing coffee at, uh, at this coffee place yeah. in Fresno called Coffee Depot, right? Was that yes, what it was called? Yes, hey. And I remember standing looking at the um, menu. Now this was... Prior to Starbucks and coffee, everyone getting coffee every day. So, like, I didn't know what I was ordering. So, I was, like, really looking at the menu going, what do I yeah. order? And I remember you talking to me. And you're listing off, so you go to this school. And you go, you work here. And I and at People's Church. And I remember going, And you work at what? on Sears. What Sears is on. happening? Like, what? how do you know all this? It's a little creeper. Like, yeah. yeah. And I was going on. And I was, I was like, oh, my gosh. I totally know who you are. You're I'm listening off and I'm slowly seeing her like <laughs> kind of get freaked out. And I'm slowly realizing, and this is a problem too much, with me too much. Yeah. <laughs> the, the problem with me is that I, I am too much a lot. And, um, when, when I start becoming too much, my tendency, this is why I can never have a girlfriend very long is I would, I would exasperate <laughs> the too muchness. I would just go even farther in. So then I'm like, Oh my gosh, mayday flailing, burning, crashing let me just take it up and out so then i was like i'm gonna make her laugh so i i pulled out yeah. some fake teeth that i had they were called dr bucky's and these are fake teeth that i thought were funny i put, put them in at parties and i put them in and this is when we were sitting with our yeah friends. we're not sitting with our friends and i just remember you didn't laugh no i did laugh i thought <laughs> anyways long story short he thought i was not into him yeah i was I liked him. I thought he was great. I thought the night went well. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I thought it was horrible. John and I left. He's like, what'd you think of Heather? And I was like, she didn't like me. Um, well then, I don't know. A couple week, weeks later. A couple weeks later, mm-hmm. I'm working at the local Christian bookstore in the music department <laughs> selling heavy metal Christian music. And I get a phone call from you. Yeah. Because you had mentioned that you played the guitar. And it's so weird saying this because we live in Nashville, but... I didn't know anybody who played the guitar and my dad had passed away the year before and I had his Martin guitar and wanted to play because I thought how cool a girl playing the guitar again 21 years ago it wasn't as often you didn't see Taylor Swift (laughs) out there it was no Swifters and so anyways I called him up saying hey I would love to learn and I freaked out because I was like oh my gosh actually no I didn't freak out at the time because I didn't know it was you and then and then I I called my buddy John and I said, hey, do you know a girl named Heather Barcume? He's like, dude, that's Heather from the coffee shop. And that's when I realized it was you. It's and me. that was the beginning of the end. I I I'm couple I think I wrote guitar you lessons. a couple guitar lessons, a couple oh. love songs that I wrote you. One, one of them was called Driving 55. Oh my gosh, you forgot the name of the song? 65? Yes. Oh, sorry. 
Oh my gosh. I was driving 65 uh, after late I dropped her off. And the song was like, driving 65 late at night. Everything's, Everything's all right. right. And my mind's in flight again. <laughs> yes. So that so began the beginning of it. Uh, that's how we got. There we go. That, that was that's how we got story. together. Wow. That took up 15 minutes. It's okay. Listen, people want to know. Now okay. they know. So she's now a snowboard girl. Whenever people ask, you can just say, hey, listen to Listen podcasts. to podcasts. Yes. We'll just yes. send them a link. Yes. That would be awesome. Because now you guys know every dinner party we go to. And people ask that question. That's how long it takes us to explain. Um, <laughs> like every story of ours. Yes. But now 21. Well, 21 years. But how many years since we oh. got together? Oh, we dated for three years. Okay, so 24 years. Mm-hmm. Almost a quarter century later. <gasps> oh, that's really old. Gosh. Yes, I don't, even, I don't even like to say that. I don't want to high five your wrist because it's still broken. Is it still broken? No. Oh, okay. She's got her cast off, everybody. It's just still tender, but it's not broken. Yeah. We we had babies. We adopted a baby. Mm-hmm. We we I worked different jobs. We moved across the moved country. across the country. Um and here we are. Here here we are. But but let's let's just let's get to uh, maybe we can get to that when when people are asking questions. Yeah. Okay. Here Hey there. I'm Dr. Maya Shunker and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here we are. So um, let's just start with this, Heather. What... Um, what does it take to get to 21 years? What does it take to get to 21 years? I think it takes um, forgiveness. Even if you don't have a story that is um, broken, you still have to learn to forgive. Mm, yeah. Um, I think it takes uh, putting the other one first. And what does that look like? That means... Um, I'm not losing my mind 21 years later when your clothes will sit on the ground until, well. Literally, you you asked me to stop doing that 21 years ago. Or what do I tell you every single day in the bathroom? Oh, put my bag away. Uh (laughs) Every single day. And and then I do it for two or three days. And and then it ends back out. Uh Why? I don't know. What's wrong with me? It's something in your brain because our daughter is the same way. Yeah. Wow, that is crazy. So, so it takes it takes, you know, it takes effort, and we're we're not there. Trust us, we're still in yeah. counseling. We're still working on things. Twenty one years. We we were at, we had a marriage counseling session a week ago. Yeah, yeah. That's I think another thing that what it takes is having um, <clears throat> for us a connection to Holy Spirit to be our guidance counselor. Yep. Also, being invested with other people which we didn't have which was part of a problem as far as like older people pouring into us when we were younger um i think that's really key uh kind of developing a uh elder board if you will i mean i don't have straight up answers except for this is what i'm finding looking back going "Ooh, this has been helpful now or this is could have been helpful and all of that i mean all, all that actually take everything that heather said write it down implement it and all I would add to that is just not giving up, like just have mm. being just, just there's going to be a million reasons to give up. Yes. And we are in a culture that is, yeah, oh, up. it doesn't feel good. Oh, yeah. I'm out. Oh, I fell out of love. Well, marriage isn't, yeah. you don't get married because you fell in love. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, listen, everybody, guess what? If you're not married yet and you get married, you are going to fall out of quote unquote love. Mm-hmm. Like, there will be days when you don't like each other. Because weeks, if, if you're basing, months. if you're basing love on a feeling on some sort of feeling, it's going to go away and you're going to fall out of it. And there's going to be somebody else to, to hop in there and make you feel something. Mm-hmm. So you just At can't times, give up. It doesn't say there. Right. No, it doesn't. If you keep pushing through. Right. You have to push through. You have to keep going. Um, and you guys asked, asked a whole bunch of, whole bunch of questions. Um, that again, we're not we're not marriage counselors. Yeah. This this isn't what we talk about. Um, this isn't you know people ask me to go speak somewhere. Or you that they're not. This uh-huh. isn't what we this isn't what we talk about. 
Um, but yet we have 21 years of experience. Yeah. Yeah. So the first question, how did you meet? We just, hey, we just answered that. We're so ahead of you guys. Um, oh, I feel like I want to scroll through the questions and ask them, not you. <laughs> Why? Because I can say, no, I don't want to answer that or not. <laughs> no, no, I, I, no, 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 no. It's okay. I actually like this better. <laughs> yeah, because um, you're in control. <laughs> I like control. What has challenged your marriage the most and how did you get through it? I think the thing that challenged our marriage the most is getting married young. Not that, like, I would encourage my kids to get married young. I, I love that um, because we grew up together. But, but with that said, we we're still growing up. We still were kids. And I yeah. think sometimes when you get married, you instantly think, oh, I should be like my parents who have been married 20 years and have yeah. it all together. And so that puts an unmet expectation on the growing of you as individuals and in the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I think for me, what's challenged uh, my marriage the most. Oh, wait, is that, was that the question? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how did, how did we get through it? Um, Honestly, it's, it's, it's the second or third time I screw up. That's what I feel like has challenged me. The, it's never, it's never the first time in the work that it takes to get through the first kind of big issue. Sure. I feel like it's the, it's the, it's the next one because it's like, oh, 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 hold on. You mean this can happen over and over and over and yeah. over again? I think for me, that's. Um, that's what's challenged um, me the most in, in marriage. And, and I'll be honest with you, most of it's been me and my uh, lack of human skill. In No, it's just your medicating um, ways yeah. are uglier than my medicating ways. Yeah, they are. Um, uglier. I host parties and I find value by bringing people into my life and creating relationships and making it full. Which doesn't sound like a bad thing. No, it doesn't sound like a bad thing. But when your heart is to, is doing that because you want to feel loved versus finding love from yeah. the true source, that's where it is a medicating yeah. factor. Yes. And so for me, you know, um, <clears throat> the, the fear of even though my medication is less in, in bad medication through the years of our marriage, the fear of, okay, the next time I screw up, even if it's less than hmm. I'm scared, she's going to go. Um, that's scary. Yeah. And, um, that's definitely what's challenged me. How I, how, how did I get through it? How I, is not giving up what I said yeah. earlier, just, okay, we're going to keep going another step, another, another moment, another marriage counseling session. Okay. Next question, building trust again, healing after trauma. So I know a lot of you guys are, dealing with trauma. We've dealt with trauma. Uh, we've dealt with trust issues. Um, and Heather, what would you say um, helped you heal? Honestly, um, I was after some, some trauma. I mean, we've had multiple spaces where things have broken trust um, in the 21 years. But I think the, the thing I remember the moment we used, we were talking on a park bench and you, you were using, I think we had gotten a drink at Wendy's or something like that. And you were using this cup and you were just talking about this climbing this mountain. And I just remember God saying, you're not done. Mm. And I was like, oh, oh no, I'm waving my, I'm done flag. Like we we're meeting here. We're, we're meeting to sh prove that like we can talk to each other and, and get along, but like, I'm done. Mm. And I heard God's voice. And for me, every space where I wanted to run, God was kind to say, not yet. Wow. And so there have been times that I'm like, nope. And so trust, I remember watching when Dr. Phil was on Oprah back in the day. Hey, um, remember those two people? I feel like Dr. Phil's still around. I think he is, but, um, and obviously Oprah is too, but they were a tag team. But I feel like when Dr. Phil was on Oprah, he wasn't as like Jerry Springer. As he, he wasn't, is he has gotten, in, he yeah, is, he, he has tumbled <laughs> down that road okay. for sure. Okay. He was not, he actually gave great 
advice. Yeah, yeah. And he just said that trust is um, not a feeling, it is decision. Again, going back to love, that's what love is, right? It's so mo- removing yourself out of the feeling and giving somebody another chance, looking at my life and seeing how many times I have failed my kids, you, God, how many times have I had failed and yet I get a second chance? And mm. so kind of putting myself in their shoes saying, what if this is the chance? And and I look now and and now, 21 years later, say you did something traumatic. And yet I look at you going, I'm not running. Like I have put so much effort and work mm. and life into you that even though maybe something may warrant it, I have seen your growth. I have seen you as a human being grow from this child. I literally was. Through the teenage years, just we're in your late 20s, through right. now just becoming a man. And um, and yeah, so that, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, no, that's that's exactly it. I'm not going to answer that because um, I you're the one that's had to do that. So thanks for that answer. I, I love this one. This is a great question. Why would you recommend marriage and monogamy mm. in a world that doesn't always? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I am... I, um, I I love I love this question because I do recommend marriage and monogamy yeah. and it's it's um I I think there's various I mean you guys know that I look at my worldview through a lens of faith through a lens of Christianity through a lens of Jesus through a lens of the Bible but but to be honest with you even if I took all that away I have just seen the repercussions in in people who live loosely hmm. um in, in such traumatic ways that I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Uh, I wouldn't wish the the soul ties that people end up having with mm-hmm. multiple people on, on anyone. I wouldn't miss, I wouldn't wish that stuff because it, it is, um, it is absolutely soul destroying. Um, and, and I just, I believe that we were created for one person, Yeah, you know, now I'm not saying one person, like, like there's a magical person right. on the other side of the planet that like, you know, soulmate kind of deal. Like I'm not into that. Right. Um, but I am into think I am. What happens if the one person makes a mistake? Yeah. Then it screws the soul up. Right. Yeah. So say, you know, Bajega or whoever it is that asked this question, pick the wrong person. We'll get that wrong person is the wrong person. The wrong. So there is no one person for you. Right. I'll go ahead and say that. But, but what I do believe is that, sorry, all you hopeless romantics out there. Yeah. Sorry. There's not there. You could, there's, there could be 10 people, (laughs) but when you pick that person, that's your person. You're my person. Yeah. I think that's not when people say that on Instagram. Uh, don't you hate that when people mm-hmm. say you're my people, mm-hmm. you're my person, but it's true. Yeah. You are my person. Put a ring on it. Put a, put a ring on it. So we oh, actually I mean, don't re- wear rings. <laughs> we actually don't. Neither of us have wedding rings. So you may think that you're listening to like super conservative marriage people, but we don't, we don't wear no. wedding rings. Mm-mm. We've, we've got our tattoos of each other's signatures not on each on other's our, wrists. Yeah, but that's not a ring. No, we don't wear Anyways. rings. Back to the question. Yeah. So, so Heather, what about you? Why would you recommend marriage and monogamy in a world that doesn't always? I just want to ask whoever is asking that or questioning that. Like, let's look at those people who are, my, my head says playing the field, but you know, out there having whoever, whatever, whenever, um, what are they searching for? Why why can't they settle down per se and be with one person? I think sometimes it's more of a a need, a um I don't know. I I would just say look at their heart, look at their soul, look at them as a person and see if they're as satisfied as they say that they are. I I don't think so. I I agree. Um Anybody that's just hopping around is, isn't sad. That's proof that, that's they're, not satisfied. They're, yeah. that, that, that they're not satisfied. So, you Cause know. you're not gaining, you're not actually, you're just staying on the surface of somebody. Yeah. You may have good sex, but you're not like deep into the heart, the refining, oh. the, like the tension, like when there is tension in a relationship, there's growing when there is. Come on. And so like, you're not getting there. So you're not actually growing as a person if yeah. you're just hopping around. Yep. Yep. Mile wide and an inch deep. Nobody wants those, you know, nobody grows in those relationships. So that's what I say to that. Uh, this is a great question. How do you not let differences in opinions get in the way? So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming this person is going to be talking about political opinions yeah, or opinions on 
you know, very, you know, the, theological opinions, yeah. um, faith. I think somebody did ask a question about can, what if I'm married to somebody that doesn't have the same faith that I do? Mm-hmm. How do you not let differences of opinions get in the way? I think those are two, I think faith is a different, like a okay, different so question. Well, let's so, ask that second. So okay. the, the first one is differences of opinions on. I think we have, I think we have different opinions yeah. and we're okay. Yeah. You're vaccinated. I'm not. Well, I didn't know you were going to tell people that, but I'm not, I'm not totally opposed to it. I'm just not yet. And so like, but you're not. And I'm, I'm like very vaccinated dude. Like you're happy. You don't care about my decisions and things like that. Like, I I think you like, does that really matter if you're vaccinated or not? Like, is that about love? Is that about like, no, like let that person be where they're at and, and have decisions of, themselves and yet be one in like the things that actually matter and the things that make your heart come alive and who you are like vaccinations are not who you are who you vote for who you vote for who you are not who you are and if it is is, yeah that's a whole nother let's go if it is then you got a lot Mm -hmm. more work to do Mm -hmm. if it is then guess what the, the person with a differing political or vaccination opinion than you isn't the problem. Yeah. The problem is your identity is based in mm-hmm. something that it shouldn't be based yeah. in. And That's so my, good, my, yeah. Amen. So my identity is mm-hmm. um, as a married couple, isn't, isn't based on my opinion of something, yeah. you know, it's based on the, what I know we can accomplish together in these kids. The and, soul, the spirit yes, of the person. Our, yeah. You know, it's possible guys. It's po- And I know it's hard in this season. I know it's hard. Because everything is so polarizing, but, um, you know. But I think if you are in a place where you are being like, if you are one way or the other and there can't be any room for anything else, that's where you have to step back. Because again, Carlos and I on a lot of things are not on the same page, but yeah, who we are at our core and our foundation and, um, who we are in our faith, that is where we are unified. And so therefore like, it doesn't matter if he brushes, if he puts his toothpaste on before he puts it under the water or not. Like, I don't care. But yet people, that's almost like what politics and this vaccine, like, it's like, who cares how you put your toothpaste on? Yeah. Like, it's okay. Cause that's not who you are. Right. I, I, it's so true. I, actually, I want to do a whole episode on that because I, okay. I, 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 I believe that people have solidified themselves mm-hmm. into their identity being misplaced. And we, we, yeah, our, our faith has become our identity. We are children of God and we are able to honor each other and look at each other despite our opinions and thoughts of, you know, the outside little things. Yeah. And my job is not to make my wife more like me. Mm. Like, like that's not my job. Mm -hmm. My job is to love her the best as who she is. And so when you start doing that, it becomes selfless and it becomes, Mm -hmm. it doesn't become about any of these issues, these polarizing issues. So it's hard. I know it's hard. um, And it's going to take some work, but I promise you can get there. Um, That was a good one. I'm glad we answered that question. (laughs) Um, Strategies for when you disagree in parenting. (gasps) Yeah. We kind of disagree. Well, uh, well, we parent differently. Yes, I would that, say disagreeing not, is, disagree, is, but we is different. Differently. So let me think. Has there been a moment where we have disagreed in how we parent? No. <laughs> Uh-oh, I don't even know what you're going to say. I'm trying to say this in code. We had a moment last year when a situation was <clears throat> arising coming up and you were not well with it. And I was well with it. Last year? Uh-huh. Oh, you mean boyfriends. Oh, yeah. 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 There, there's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good that one. That was a different. So let, let's just walk through that one. I had a difference of opinions on on how to parent new boyfriend yes. issues that, that came in. Yes. And I felt like it was totally opposite of how we've ever parented. And it took some time. And we sat in the Titans parking lot and fought. And we haven't fought in a really long time. No, but, and. Because I actually hear here's something else with this. I'm not a fighter. So so I don't really ever, to be honest with you, like stand up for for something that I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not budging. Yeah. Like this is um and so this was one where I yeah. where I did, you know. And I did not agree. And we drove yeah. home and 
Silence. Well, yeah, we drove home in silence because she was dumb and didn't agree <laughs> with my point of view. And you came back and said. I, to be honest with you, I still, I probably bent 50, 50%, but I still, yeah. I still hung and on after to. after you bent, you said, you're right. That was the best choice. <laughs> I don't know if I said you're right. You did. hundred percent. Okay, whatever. Next question. <laughs> um, anyway, so when we disagree on parenting, you, you can disagree. Uh, but it, again, I want, I want this to be different than knowing that you parent differently. That's, that's not, I don't necessarily think that's disagreeing when there's like different yeah, I'm ways. A, I'm the, the hard and Carlos is the. I'm going to come in with. Soft with, and kindness. Yeah, and yeah. 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 And, and that, you know, and, it, and it's worked. So, um, okay. I would love to hear you talk about. I think I'm going to jump back on that yeah. one. I think if you guys parent differently, I think going and maybe even having a conversation of what we're obviously coming at this in different ways. What is our main want? Yeah. And trying to meet in the middle for that. So say some parent totally spanks and one parent does not want to use any type of hands on punishment. Right. Um, and that's a huge one. Right. And so like, but what, what do you want? It's, you want your child to obey you. Like, I don't think the spanking parent wants to spank their child. It's they want them to obey. Right. So going to and saying, okay, so I hear that this is what you want to do. Can you give me a month to try to do it without this, um, without spanking and try different ways, not a carpet, whatever it is, wherever you're at. And if it doesn't happen, then I will, you know, then we can try your way for a month. And if that doesn't change it, you know, then we get maybe outside help, something like that, where you, yeah. you come and you meet in the middle. You try to find that common goal that you guys do have, because you do have a common goal. Absolutely. Okay. Here's another great question. I would love, <laughs> this is going to be a fun one for Heather. I would love to hear you talk about the Enneagram. Has it helped your relationship? I hate the Enneagram. Hate's a strong word. You have to back that up. <clears throat> back, back, back it up. Um, I don't really love the Enneagram. I, um, I... I am well educated in psychology, so it's not because I don't like to look deeper into people. I think it is; a, it could be a great tool yeah. to add to all your tool in your toolbox. However, um, especially here in Nashville, and now it's spreading Nashville just because that's where um, it kind of the people who have rebirthed it live currently, yeah. and so it's kind of become a church. Um, it's it's who you are. It is no movement other than this is. The number you are and when you're healthy you can maybe lean this way and when you're unhealthy you maybe lean this that way and it's just it's more of an identity when i don't think your identity needs beyond anything else than being a child of god well there's a sermon um i don't have anything else to say to it i, I agree i i probably lean more into the enneagram than heather does yeah, um again sure. here's another another 100%, thing in marriage yeah and um i i was 100 where heather is and then i, I would say in the last year i've I've, I've leaned into who I, who the Enneagram says, uh, my, my character traits, the Enneagram, um, says it because I, I feel like it is helpful for me, but where I think Heather and I agree is that like, it isn't a tool that we use in our marriage. Mm-mm. Um, it isn't, I don't even know your number. So, and, and I feel like we're, we're doing great. <laughs> so it's a tool. It's a great tool. We think it's a great tool. Um, but it definitely, um, it is not the only tool. It's not it, the only it tool. Yeah. Yeah. And and just be careful that it's it's actually not a medicating tool. Yeah. Be careful in your marriage that it doesn't become um a medicator or in, in your relationship. Again, we're not just talking about marriages, we're talking about relationships too. So um okay, who's the bigger disciplinarian within the children? We already said that. Well, it's no, it's Heather. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was like, what you're gonna Well, say. I was trying to like well define disciplinarian. No, okay. No. Um let's Carlos see. comes and cleans up. How about that. how about uh someone someone's like, hey, we've been married 12 years. Um, give us, oh, we're kind of running out of date ideas. What are some fun date ideas? And, and, and this is, I, I love this question because again, if you followed us for any amount of time, you know that Heather is an experiential kind of person. She loves to, I don't do well on dates though. I know, but, but these are I some like book trips to Africa. Yeah. For a date. Yeah. That, that, that is your, <laughs> that's your date. That's, that's how Heather likes to date. <laughs> um, but I, I would say. One thing that I don't feel a lot of people do together when they date is I don't feel like people dream together. And I think that dreaming dates are some of our favorite dates. Yeah. Dates where we dreaming and playing like you got to laugh. You got to have fun. Um, and then dreaming is great. Um, 
date ideas. There's this, there is a website. It's like, wait, 50, no, dating diva. I don't know. There's some websites out there. If you put date ideas, I'm sure it'll be on the top one. But I made a little date box for the kids because they both have boyfriends for Christmas. And I filtered through a lot of cheesy dates. But there are actually some really fun ones in there that, um, you know, like Sayana had one where it was like, you get a penny and you flip it and write or heads is right, tails is left. And you literally drive to the first intersection, you flip it and then you keep going. And then like after 10 times, wherever you're at, you have to buy something and then you go, and you know, so just little things like that, that just spark things that get out of your normal yeah. everyday zone. Yeah. I don't know. And I that- think, I think that's it. It's just getting out of staying at home, turning on TV or going to a movie. I mean, or that's going fine. to eat at a restaurant and going home. Like, that's fine. But like, and I know there are moms out there with toddlers that are like, all I want is to sit in a movie and not talk to anybody. Yes. Or all I want is just to have conversation over a meal that's not interrupted. I get that season, but there are also other seasons. And when you get to have time, like play a little. Here's a question. Heather, how do you handle a husband in the spotlight with so many female followers? Um, that's a great question that has evolved over the years. I think, um, I had to go on a quest of who I am. So I have, I mean, Mm. I don't care. I don't care. I mean, he can get a a DM with somebody's boobies and like, I know. (laughs) You said boobies. (laughs) I know who I am and he gets to choose if he wants me or that DM and, and that's on him, that's not on me. And I'm confident in who I am, what I bring to the table. And I, yeah, it's just that. There's a word in that. Um, and please, please don't send me pictures of your boobies, <laughs> male or female. Okay. <laughs> but there's a word in that. There, there's a word in you knowing being, who you are. Yeah, being comfortable in who I am, confident in who I am with or without you. So Okay, I found one. And actually, I found one that we are currently putting more effort into. Yep. Um, Thank God. (laughs) Where did it go? Um, What do you believe is the healthiest thing you do for your relationship? That's good. And um, so, again, hear this. For what it's worth, this is, this is a, this is, I believe this is a married answer. Yes. Um, but one that, that again, we are being, um, I think challenged on Yeah. after 21 years of marriage. Yeah. And, and it is, it is our, our, our intimate life. Yeah. It is, um, our physical intimacy. And the reason why is because after 21 years, it can become, normal. It can become just habit. It can become, and when the reason why we want to answer this question, um, what, what do you believe is the healthiest thing you do for your relationship? There is nothing healthier, honestly, and more intimate than sex. Sex. (laughs) Say it. Yeah. Well, you're right. I was trying to like, like PG it. Do I have to put like explicit on my podcast? I've already said the word sex earlier. I'm just kidding. You don't. Uh, but th- there really is nothing. You are together. You are one. You mm-hmm. are. Um, there is nothing on planet Earth more intimate. So therefore, you want to get intimate. You want to get healthy. Make sure that that is healthy. Yeah. Healthy. Not. And and obviously, we all know that sex can be abusive. Sex can um, be unhealthy. So we're not talking about a man demanding or a woman um, using it as manipulation. Like we're talking this as a wholly intimate, like putting the other first type of experience. And allowing that. um, And, and I, and I also know that there's, there's so many people that are listening to this, that that is not going to be the first thing that you need to fix and work on. Okay. Uh, Like, like if you're, if you're in some, some massive abusive relationship, you, sex is not going to fix that. Uh, just like, sure. like, like just having sex. But I, I believe that understanding the holiness of it and understanding really the supernaturalness mm-hmm. of it and the beauty uh, is, is going to get and it you. Take, 
takes work. Yeah. Like I said, like we are in the midst of making this a space that is super healthy and alive. Yeah. And, um, and we're thankful for people who get to speak into it. We're thankful for couples that we've got to watch that are healthy and strong. And you can just see their relationship is truly, um, at its peak because of the health that is in the intimate places of their relationship. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. You literally can see when somebody has a good sex life. When they're united. You can see it. All right. I feel I just went through all the questions and a lot of them are heavy and a lot of them show that marriage takes work. Yeah. It takes effort. It takes energy. It can get exhausting. It could get draining. Um, but there's hope. And that's what we are here for. 21 years of work of lots of times that we were done. <laughs> lots of times that it was hard. But um, on the flip side, uh, I use this analogy once when somebody asked us about marriage, would you do it again? And to me, there are two ways to get to the top of the mountain. You can take the gondola up and you see the same view or you can actually hike the mountain and I am a hiker and, yeah. and the blisters and the lack of um, energy and the pain, the cramps, all those things. When you get to the top, that victory yeah. to see the view, the same view that the gondola got to that view is victory. Yes. It is worth it. It is. You're still in pain. Yep. You but still have it, your blisters. You, you still, still have, have your blisters, but it is worth it. And so with that said, I kind of want to just talk about the fun thing. Let's talk about some, the mountain views. Yes. We've the, had a lot of mountain views. We, we, ha literal. we have, we, we've literally had a lot of mountain views and I need to let people know there have been mountain views, even in the middle of a lot of the pain. All. Right. Like most of our mountain yes. views were in the we've middle. We've had of, joy within yes, everything. Yes. Yes. You Go first. Well, I just think um, I was looking at a lot of questions, all those questions, and so many people like just asking, like, what, 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 all these what's. And I just think, gosh, like, you really are my best friend. Yeah. Even in the midst of all things, like, you really were a great team. Yep. Even our friends, if you ask them, they're like, you guys are a great team. You're best of friends. And that is, that, yeah, that has been fun. And yeah. so we've had fun together. Yeah. We've played. Yeah. Yep. Lots of hard. adventures. Lots of adventures. You've you have pr pushed me to, to jump out of airplanes. Jump out of airplanes. Jump off of cliffs. I jumped off an airplane when the, the I, I didn't <laughs> want to do it. And when the parachute dude, first of all, I weighed a lot more than I weigh yeah, now, and I I was above the limit. You were. <laughs> I I remember we went to we went to skydive and register. then register and they're like, how much you weigh? And I told them, and they were like, yeah, you can't. I was like, what do you mean you can't? You, you can't. And then I started thinking, oh my gosh, like you're right, like strings and parachutes and like floating. And then he said like the wind, the he, wind's okay. And today. He, goes, he goes, actually the wind's, the wind's a little better today. So <laughs> I think we can, we can have you go up. And I was like, Oh sweet. So the wind, so Heather forced me to go up. I, I, I fly, I, I go up. I actually have a YouTube video. I'll put it on my Instagram and I jump out of this airplane strapped to this man's belly. He hits the parachute. And just imagine this, this thing is if for those of you that's never parachute parachute before those of you men that are listening, you have a, you're in a, Harness. Harness, which is like a diaper squeezing all your junk. And when he pulled that. Parachute cord. The cord. Thank you. You go from 100 to zero all in one second. And whoa, that hurt so bad. And then I'm spinning around on the way down getting. I almost want to vomit when I land. It wasn't the best of experiences for no. Carlos. I, on the other hand, was high as a kite. It was yeah. so great. You loved it. You loved I've it. I've made you hike the tallest mountain in the lower 48. We, we. The, this, I feel like this is going to be a lot of things that Heather has made me do. Yes, <laughs> Mount Whitney. traveled all around the world. We've traveled around the world. We have uh, been on safari in Africa. Ran a marathon. We have, we have, that was my idea. That was. That was we me getting adopted. You. We adopted Losiah. We had babies. Um, we did. We did have, have babies. And and we've done. Um, we've made fun friends. We, we've done good. You know, 21 years. Like We've laughed. We were laughing just the other night. So Halo put a video uh, up story. of us. Literally, I stayed. I like to go to bed early, but he, we were just watching TikToks. Yeah. And we were dying laughing all night long. We could not stop laughing. <laughs> Tick TikToks of, 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 uh, moms 
asking their kids to tell them shut up in front of their dads and then seeing the dad's reactions. Mm-hmm. That, was mean, ex- means that was da- a mean bad dad example. Out, mean, mean dads out there. There were some very... Hey, if you hear your kids say shut up to your wife, do not cuss them out and tell, tell them that you're going to yeah, beat them. That's not good parenting. There, there's other in ways. In my opinion. There's other ways. Anyhow. Yeah. Um, so what are some simple things like that we that that we do that's fun? I like to, we haven't done this I in mean, a while. I mean, we've done a lot of big things, but what are some I, things? I, 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 this is going to be very little. One of the one of the dates, this could even be a date idea that we used to do, uh, that I loved to do, is we'd go to a bookstore. This is when we were broke. Mm-hmm. We'd go to a bookstore like a Barnes & Noble or Borders, if you remember those. <laughs> and we would say, okay, meet me back in 30 minutes. Yeah. And we would have to come back with five books and five magazines that, that we think the other person would love. Yeah. And then we'd sit and have a coffee date reading yeah. the other books. And, we, and then we'd put them back. And it makes you feel known. Yes. And, and it was free. It was free because so, we were broke. Okay. I think another fun thing, and it's not specific, but I think get to know your spouse. Like, what are they into? What do they love? Mm, and yeah. and even if it's a seasonal thing, like Carlos literally is a hobbyist. And so it's one thing after another. So it, I mean, we've done everything from motorcycles to DJing to knife making. He, he has landed on fly fishing for a while yeah. here. Um, but, but whatever he is into, like, Go sit with him. Even if you don't have to do anything, just go sit. I took a motorcycle class with him. I you did <laughs> hate sometimes when he goes fly fishing, but I'll sit in the boat with him. He does beg me to Wait, do it you more. Hate when I go fly fishing. I don't fishing? hate it. I just some places it's really. Boring. Oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I don't if, like if it's I take hot you to like and hot and yeah. sunny and no mountains. Yeah, because a lot of the best fish are in like flat places yeah, in America. I don't like that. Yeah. No, that's but, true. But for you know, you coming out to my garden, you helping me cook, you yep. you know. Yep. Yeah. No, just, th- those are good. Yeah. Find out get, what they love and yeah, get into connect, it. Connect with your spouse. Yeah. Like you're going to go to this Sunday a Nashville SC soccer game with me. Yes. Do, do you know you're yes, doing I that? Yes, I am. <laughs> you are. We're, I forgot about that. Yes, that's this Sunday evening. Yes. Evening. The game starts at eight thirty. Oh yes. So, yes I am. <laughs> so we're going to put a, a Walker oh. Zimmerman jersey on you, and you're going to root with me. Yes. That's Heather showing me that she loves me. Yes. That's her knowing me. Your and it will be fun. Yeah. And whoever it is, your significant other wants to be known. You want to be known. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so guys do that. Go find, figure out ways to know them I, and play I, and play laugh. Yeah. Have fun. Like, like if you're not laughing together, find oh, stuff. Don't, oh, don't think. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Something. So here's something that I will say real quick. We were in a season. It was actually early on. <laughs> Little did I know what was ahead, but um, there was a season where it was really not great. And I would put, a journal on his bed every night of reasons why I loved him that day. And it was during a season when I could not think of anything that I was thankful for just because I was mad at him. And there were days where it was like, thank you for going to work so I could stay home with my kids. Thank you for, you know, simple things, but it is always speaking life into the person. You're always almost like speaking who you want them to be versus, I know, versus the, this is what you didn't do. You didn't do this. How come we're always fine? Blah, blah, blah. Like speak who you want them to be. Like, thank you for being my best friend. Thank you for have laughing with me last night. Thank you. You you know, find those little moments throughout your day and building those up. I think that is key and that will change your relationship. Even if there is nothing that you can think of that you are fond of Mm -hmm. in that moment from that person, there's still something. There is deep, deep, deep. There down. is still something. Yeah. Deep, deep, deep. So down. start with that something and then that begins to grow. Yeah. And then it begins to grow yeah. and grow and grow. And then again, you're back to you're back to when you're dating and right. you actually were falling in love with each other. Like yeah. that's what that's what happens when you shift your thought process to um blessing and honoring and loving and speaking life over somebody versus looking at all the negatives. Yeah. And you know, for like Heather's thing that I really, you know, that took a long time. Like she loves you've got mail and I had to learn to love that movie just once a year. That's all I ask. And she just plays it in September because it makes you feel mm-hmm. makes you, but, but now, now I know like lines from the movie. And so like, yeah, oh. you do remember that the gift that I gave you, um, oh, it was so sweet. Was he it? wrote he wrote um, a love note to me, but he wrote them on sh- um, freshly sharpened pencils. So he wrote lines on each one and he numbered them. And then I had to put it together. That was a good one. That was a really good and one. And I didn't even get that off Pinterest. I made that money. That one myself. was a good one, babe. Thanks. I, I got it. Now that just reminded her that I have the capacity to give good gifts again. So I've got to figure that out for the next one. Um, 
Babe, thanks. This was good. Do you believe it was good? Yeah, I felt like it was so heavy because I, I think it says relationships are hard. And yeah. yet, yeah. like, guys, like the hope of what could be. Yes, and the human like, hope. There is joy and peace and love and honor in our house. And it hasn't always been that way. And it can be that way for you when yeah. you decide to decide to work for something. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing it, ever comes easy. Nothing does. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing of value. great. Yeah. Nothing mm-hmm. great ever comes easy. And just know that, that you know, we see you guys. Uh, I am. I'm going to be praying for some of these messages you guys left because I know that you're going through some hard things. Uh, but I, we do want to let you know that uh, like we're in the b- greatest season of marriage that we've mm-hmm. been in. Ever. 100%. And, uh, and it's possible and it's available. And I believe that you guys can get that too. Babe, thanks for doing this. 21 years. 21 years. What are you going to get me for my anniversary? I like gifts. I'm going to get you 21 number two pencils. No, you already did. Okay. I don't know what I'm going to get you, but um, it's not for them to know. I can't wait. 21 years. Where will, where will we be? We actually won't be together. What? You're out on tour and I'm going to Houston. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> but we're going um, tomorrow on a two day, three oh, yeah. day getaway. Yeah, we are. Let's celebrate it this okay, week. Okay, we'll celebrate it this week. So listen, you don't even have to be <laughs> together on your anniversary <laughs> to have a great marriage. Um, thanks for the compliment. Wise beyond her years. I mean, wise beyond her 25 years. She's not 25. I don't, I, you guys don't need to start emailing me. <laughs> I won't tell you how old she is, but she's not 25. Um, oh, babe, you're the best. I freaking love you. You're my best friend. And uh, I, I know that I don't, I know that you honestly deserve so much better than me, but I'm grateful that you choose me every day. Guys, that's it. Um, I tell you what, next week on the podcast, I, I've already done this interview and my mouth is still hanging wide open at the potential impact that this community, the human hope community can have next week. So if there's ever been a podcast that I want you guys to make sure you subscribe to, it's this one so that when the podcast airs, you don't miss it because I want to do something in 24 hours next week that uh, really nobody's ever done before. So yeah, how's that for a little tease? Make sure you're back here. We've got world changing stuff we're going to talk about next Sunday. That is it. And I don't know why I said Sunday because this thing drops on Thursday. Unless you just listen on Sunday. But that is it, guys. It's been a blast. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and my beautiful, hot, sexy wife, Heather. Too much. I know. Get a room. We will see you next week here on the Human Hope Podcast.